Good morning, afternoon, or evening, everybody. Depending on where you are tuning in from, this is Kristen from North Carolina talking to you today about time management, um, goals, and how to create the right activity goals in your network marketing business. I can remember the times where I would get on my computer and I would um, have certain things mapped out that I wanted to do for the day and then before I knew it I was like wandering off to Facebook and in the news feed or wandering off to Amazon or just doing wasteful things on the computer that I wasted a lot of time and I wasn't getting the results that I wanted because I wasn't focusing the correct task to the time management that I had. So I really had to buckle down and change things. And how I did that is I started to write down my activity goals. Um, I use different things, different tools to you, you know, to track my goals. I use Trillo. I have a whiteboard that I put my goals on. Um, and I don't write them on paper anymore because it seems to just float around, get put in the trash or misplaced. Um, one thing that I have done is I have made out my own goal list that I print once a week. And on there, I have to prospect a certain amount of people. I have to spend a certain amount of time on making content. Now I've added in my podcast. So I've added in... Um, realistic activity goals and when I say realistic I mean goals that are not too high because when we set goals that are too high and then we don't reach them we tend to beat ourselves up and we're a failure we're not going to make it and those kind of things so it's good to set um, realistic goals that you can meet so maybe you're just starting off in your news so one good realistic goal would be to prospect um, five people a day um, maybe start building your friends list on Facebook up to 5,000 people but when you do this you want to do good quality people so that takes a lot of time to you know look over profiles look over the bio see how many friends you have in common who the friends are you have in common and and how your relationship is with those friends in common because if you have good quality friends you know that they're gonna also add good quality friends as well. So having that time management, maybe you only have two hours a day that you can work on your business. So you have to break down, um, are you going to prospect for 30 minutes? Are you gonna spend 15 minutes on content? Um, are you going to do a Facebook Live? You want to be doing activity goals, maybe going to the gym, maybe meditating. Um, working on personal development is huge. You need to add that in daily. Some kind of personal development, whether you're reading a book or you're listening to uh, speakers on uh, YouTube. Uh, you can find multiple speakers on YouTube and listen to some good videos or, or speeches that they do that will help you change your mindset and you need to create your vision as big as you can. And as you get more productive in your business, you start seeing results, you start making money, and the more people you're helping, you're really, your mind is going to open up, and it's going to open up to where you're going to be able to create that bigger vision. Um, your, your mind, you, you, you know you're going to have to set deadlines. You're, there's stuff that you're going to have to absolutely do 
because you're seeing results, you're getting that money, and you want to continue to do it. Um, so good daily habits. You need to create good daily habits, things that you're going to do every single day. Maybe you're going to reach out to four people you haven't talked to in the last uh, 10 days or two weeks. Um, go back and start a conversation with people, but leave your business out of it. Leave your links out of the conversation. Just start a good culture conversation. The more culture that you are with people, the more people are going to be attracted to you because you don't want to be pushing and throwing up your opportunity to people. Um, let people ask you what you do. Don't just bring it up in the third um, sentence that you're talking to people. Building that good, strong um relationship with people even to you even want to continue to create a good relationship with people that even tell you no that they're not interested in your opportunity just because they say no to you doesn't mean that you need to end the conversation you need to continue the conversation you need to continue to build that strong friendship with them because you never know when they may decide to join you and you never know who they may know that might need what you have. And people may watch you for six months on social media. They may follow you. They may see what you're doing and see what you're up to and see what you're doing on other social media platforms. So just because someone says no to you, Believe me, people are watching and the people that you least expect are watching. So that's why the good daily habits is a good idea to do. Um, posting on your profile at least three to four times a day on the busy times of the day, uh, morning, afternoon, evening, and believe it or not, 10 o'clock at night. Um, in my business, I can see when the statistics are high when people are looking at my website. So that gives me a better idea of what time people are really online looking at opportunities or different things. So creating those good daily habits is really going to help you in the long run. And it's also going to help the way you think and the way that you feel about yourself. Um, maybe you like to walk. Maybe you like to run. Maybe you like to read books. Um, creating those good daily habits, um, you know, is going to change you. And, and, you know, some of it is repetitive, but that's okay. You want your daily habits to happen every single day within your time management and everything else that you're juggling. And once you get the good idea of how to really work your business, it really helps out a lot. I'm going to go... And I'm going to create another podcast in a couple of days. And I'm going to talk about how you can build your business offline and some really good resources that you can go to that has helped me tremendously. So be looking out for that podcast, you guys. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful Saturday. It is Saturday, December 31st here. In the United States, we have one more day in 2017, and I hope you guys are gearing up for 2018. Um, so, guys, have a wonderful day, and I'll see you on my next podcast. Bye. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Kristen Daily Show. I know I've been away for a little bit, but, guys, I'm back. 
So today I want to discuss keeping customers and how can you keep your customers with you throughout your lifetime, the lifetime of your business. Guys, this is important to always make sure your customers feel appreciated. So how can you do this? I'm going to share with you exactly what I do every single week while I'm at BNI. And I think that everyone in their business should be doing this. And it makes logical sense. So why not thank you people for closed business when you get the sale? Whether you send them an email or you send them a postcard in the mail or you send them a card. People like to know they're appreciated. What about when you have customers that are monthly subscribers? They're getting their, their auto ship sent to them every single month. Guys, thank people for their monthly shipments or thank people after they order from you. This is how you're going to keep those long-lasting customers that will want to stay with you and do business with you. Think about it. If you ordered something from me and I sent you a card that said, thank you for, for closed business, wouldn't that make you feel good? And then I thought, oh gosh, I'll order again. So then that I order again and then, or you order again from me and I say, thank you for continued business. Guys, if you did this on a monthly basis, for your customers, do you think they wouldn't stay with you? Do you think you wouldn't build some kind of bond between you and your customers to where you could get referrals for your products or even your business? Think about this. You have happy customers out there. They're going to spread the word. Whether they're using your hair products or they're using your weight loss or their skin care. Or your, their dog products. Whatever you're doing out there. You thank your customers every single month. They're going to stay with you for life. And not only that. But they're going to bring that up to potential customers. And talk about how you send a postcard or a card or an email. And, then, and thank them for continued business. I think this would help a lot of people. To keep more customers because you want to keep your customers. It's so important to do that. So think about that the next time you get a new customer or even if you have old customers now, you need to be sending them every single month when you see that they repaid their auto ship or they made a new order. You need to thank them for, for continued business. And I think this would help you get a lot more referrals to your business. So was that not helpful, guys? I want to thank you for hopping on to the Kristen Daily Show and be looking forward to tomorrow's podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's Kristen here from North Carolina. Happy February, guys. Second month of the year already in 2018. Today's topic is, is your words killing your business? Serious thing here, guys. The words that you're using could be killing your business. And I'm going to share some examples 
and I see a lot of things on social media. I read a lot of people's posts, and I see what people are saying, like, um, for instance, some of Ray Hagen's stuff, that it's so old, and why would you use, are you open, and, and all this other stuff, but the reality of it, guys, is you're not only going to use those words on social media, but you're going to use them out into the real world. And real business owners, I'm not talking about some of these amateurs on Facebook, but real business owners look and listen to see how you present yourself, what words you're using, how you're talking, and believe it or not, using that line, are you open or would you be open, really does go a long way. Another thing, guys, when you are doing your personal development in the morning, or even when you're talking to other people, if you use IER after some words like healthier, wealthier, when you're talking to people, I would like to help you make you healthier this year. Or let's see if we can make you wealthier this year or healthier this year. These words really impact the way people look at you. And let's face it, we're in a prejudgal pre world. You're prejudged the minute somebody looks at you. So if you have tattoos all over your neck and you've got those great big earrings in your ears, and guys, I'm not, I'm not killing anybody. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. For those of you that know me, you probably know by now, I'm very outspoken and I will tell it like it is. But you're going to be prejudged. If you're going to walk around with nappy hair and dirty hair and, and a beard that's scraggly, you are going to be prejudged. So the first impression is the last impression. And some of these words that you're using is going to kill your business. Because when you're not presentable and you're not using the right words, do you think you're ever going to get a top leader in your business? No! Because top leaders and top earners don't want to hang around with amateurs. So the way that you're presenting yourself is important. If you want to get a producer in your company, you better talk straight. You better talk straightforward. You better talk proper. Proper, proper, proper. Super important. When you're doing ads, don't just say, I'm looking for somebody. What kind of person are you looking for? Are you looking for a public speaker? Are you looking for someone that's not afraid to coach a team? Or someone that's coachable? You need to be adding these words when you're out marketing. Because if you're not, you're going to kill your business by the words that you're using. It's that simple, guys. You have to be using proper words. And I know I'm using some slang in here and some of my words might not sound right, but I'm doing it on purpose. I want you to hear it from my end. I want you to hear it from my mouth because sometimes we talk, we talk the wrong way 
But in our minds, we're so used to doing it that to us, we're not doing it wrong. But to the ones that do speak proper every day, you stick out like a sore thumb. So make sure your words are not killing your business or whatever you're doing in life. You want to be proper and you want to get producers. You want to get top earners in your business. By golly gee, you need to be using proper language. Hello, hello everybody, it's Kristen here. So today I'm gonna talk about New Year resolutions or New Year goals, which one works the best? So let's take for instance, you always hear New Year resolutions as people wanna lose weight, um, buy a new car, buy a new house, make more money, um, get debt free, whatever. People always make New Year resolutions, but do they actually reach them, right? Think about this. Have you ever, ever reached a New Year resolution? I'm sure maybe one in a million has, but a resolution, you think about it, you get excited about it, um, and you don't really plan for it. You just say you're going to do it to make your inner self feel better and it kind of fades throughout the year and it doesn't get done so how can we actually meet new year resolutions and make them come true and and make them live right how can we really get excited and really make it happen so what i have found over the years is making new year resolution not, I'm sorry, not New Year resolutions, but New Year goals. And I think when we do goals, it's a whole lot easier. But here's the problem with goals as well. Sometimes people, they set too big of a goal. They, they don't set like a realistic goal. They set a huge goal. And sometimes it's too hard for that person to, to reach that goal and to meet that goal. So... You want to set realistic goals. So, for instance, everybody's wanting to lose weight come the new year, summer, um, how to, you know, it's like weight loss is throughout the whole year if you think about it. So, you want to set realistic goals. Start off small. I want to lose two pounds. Okay. Write a plan out if you have a plan written out in front of you and you post it in your bathroom if it's to lose weight and you reach the two the two pound um, weight loss goal then you go on to the next one see realistic goals are a whole lot easier to meet versus um, these great big goals that people don't even reach and then what happens is they they, they beat themselves up because they didn't meet the goal and then sometimes people feel like a failure because they can't reach the goals that they set and it's because it's just too high of expectation of the goal. So doing New Year goals works a whole lot better than New Year resolution and the realistic goals work a whole lot better too. So whatever your goals are for the year, definitely write them down definitely definitely write a plan down how do you plan to achieve to lose those two pounds 
Are you going to exercise? Are you going to do a little bit of yoga and meditation? Um, I don't know about any of you, but I have problems with my lymph node system. So I tend to gain um, fluid and I gain it in my left leg. And I know that I have to do, um, it's called a lymphedema massage and I have to do it three times a day. And I have a machine that I have to use three times a day and that can kind of get in the way. But if I do the, the massages of the lymph node system three times a day, it helps open up the lymph node system, helps the fluid drain, helps the blood drain, and then I don't have that weight gain. So are you going to maybe um, do a massage? Maybe you have, you know, the problems with fluid gaining in your in in your body and and maybe your blood not flowing properly all this can contribute to weight gain as well so what are you going to do to um, make it to that two pound weight loss or next maybe it's the five pound weight loss what are you going to do are you going to go to the gym are you going to walk daily you need to set a plan in stone where you see it every day post it on your fridge post it in your bathroom post it in your bedroom maybe take a pair of jeans out that you want to fit into in the next six months maybe they're your Maybe they're your skinny jeans, as I call them. Anything that will help you reach your goal. Now, I'm, I'm using weight loss as an example, and, you know, it could be any goal. But I think you catch my drift on what I'm talking about on how to reach a goal. No matter what it is, you have to have a plan to get there. So hopefully this podcast has helped some of you and um, I really appreciate all my listeners and believe me, I'm going to be bringing a whole lot more to all of you after January 1st. This is just a kind of brief um, introduction of my podcast and little things that I'll be talking about and just a little bit for you to get to know me, hear my voice hear my tone and get to know me a little bit better um, than maybe you already know me. So um, thank you again for listening and um, look out for my next podcast that will be coming out. I'm super excited about doing these next year. This is my biggest goal is to do podcasts every single day to bring value out into our profession. Bye-bye, guys. Have an awesome day or night wherever you're at and be blessed. All right, guys, what's happening? My voice is back. I'm super excited to be back on here. So how to get out of your comfort zone for 2018 to crush your goals and get going, guys. You can do this. Let me tell you, it's seriously hard to get out of some comfort zones. It's hard to do things. We say, okay, you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to do this. And it's gonna work out and it's gonna be great and then you get to that list and that one thing's on there and you're like oh no really oh let's let's put this on tomorrow's okay so you keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and you never do it so how do you do that well guess what you have to set deadlines if you don't set deadlines for what you need to get done, it's not gonna happen. And if you 
do your own little challenges and your own little deadlines, it'll happen. Because you need to get used to doing deadlines and creating deadlines so you'll get more done. But maybe if you put a group together with some people that want to do challenges and, and want to get out of their comfort zone too, it's a good way to work together to get your challenges done and your, and your deadlines done to get out of your comfort zone in 2018. So one thing I told myself that I always wanted to do was talk in front of people. I wanted to get on stage and I wanted to talk. I wanted to be a speaker. I love talking, I love sharing my story, I love helping others, but I have a fear of talking in front of people, right? Well, guess what I have to do this Thursday? I have to talk in front of people, and I have to do it. I can't get out of it, I have to do it. And I was asked to put my name on the list because I have to, it's part of what I joined up to do. And I like stretched it out to January the 11th and I thought, okay, I got plenty of time to work on this and do this. Everything's going to be cool. No problem. I'm ready. I've got my presentation about half done and I have to do this on Thursday. And I have to get up in front of at least 30 people in our meeting and that's not including how many visitors we have. So we could have about 60 people Thursday that I have to present my business to and I have to tell them why my business or how my business can help them but a little birdie chatted in my ear and told me that if I make half my presentation about me so other people can get to know about me and then lead in with my business and opportunity mainly my business service really not my opportunity because this is a group that already have a business so yeah I'm scared to death I, I'm excited about doing it because I want to talk in front of people but to sit there and talk in front of approximately 60 people guys I'm really stepping out of my comfort zone I really really am and I can't wait to get on this podcast to, sh to share with you guys how it actually went Thursday. And believe me, I'm going to share my flaws if I had any. I'm going to share my fears with you. I'm going to share exactly what my emotions were because this is like, this is huge. It's stepping out of my comfort zone for real. It's something I want to do. But I have to get over talking to at least 30 to 60 people if I want to step on stage and talk, right? Because I'm going to be talking in front of thousands of people if I want to get on a stage. So I have to cross the little stages to get to the big stages. And that's how you get out of your comfort zone. You do little baby steps until you get to the big steps. Does that make sense? So you have to set those deadlines in order to get to where you want to get. Because if you don't ever get to those deadlines and cross those deadlines you're never gonna make it you're never gonna get your challenges you're never gonna get your fears over and you're never gonna get out of your comfort zone for whatever it is so stay tuned I will be doing I'll try to do a podcast every night this week and share with you how I'm feeling up into up until I have to do my presentation on Thursday and I definitely will hop on here Thursday and share exactly how
how I'm feeling. So good evening, everybody. Um, this podcast is about giving back to your community. And I'm going to be a little deep in my story, I guess you could say. Um, I am currently studying to be a crisis counselor online. And the reason for this is because my son has um, a mental illness. And um, he is now 22 now. And he, he's, he's doing better than what he was. But um, there was a couple times that I did find him almost dead in his bed. Um, I didn't realize that he had uh, schizophrenia and psychosis. And for those of you that don't know what psychosis is, is psychosis is you hallucinate. Um, you see things that aren't there. Um, you hear things that aren't really there. And these voices can really be direct to you. And if you don't do what the voice says... They get louder and louder and louder and louder. And one thing that I I realized with my son was when he was in these episodes, his whole face changed. It just, he didn't look like my son. And I had to go to counseling with him. And counseling that they have for mental health is absolutely terrible. Terrible in our area. Um, he was a minor And they wouldn't even tell me that he had a drug problem. So I could be on the lookout at home. I found this out through his friends. Thank goodness. But, you know, it was just, why didn't they tell me he was under 18? I had a right to know. So, um, you know, help for mental health is, is terrible. There's not a lot of good help. And I see the need in this. And... One day, my son told me, he said, Mom, he says, I need to go to the hospital. And one good thing about him was he he'd always knew to reach out to me and say, Mom, I need to go to the hospital. I'm not right. And he would tell me what's going on. And I, sometimes I would have to say, can I ask you what's going on? Not what's going on. Because sometimes the voices didn't want him to know or what. The voices didn't want him to tell people what was going on. And sometimes he had to fight the voice to tell me what was going on. So one day he came to me and he said, Mom, he says, I got to go to the hospital. I got to go. I said, okay, do you mind telling me what's going on? He said, Mom, the voices are telling me to kill you. Okay, the voices are telling me to kill you. Now for a 17-year-old boy... To come to his mother and say that. Can you only imagine how that made him feel? You know, here he is fighting it. He was his mom. He doesn't want to kill his mom, but the voices are telling him to kill his mom. Scenery number two that happened. My daughter got married. He was all excited. He was going to have a brother-in-law. His sister was getting married. He was in the wedding. And during the service... He said that he had an episode that was terrible. And we went back to our, we had little villas we were staying at. We were at the beach. She got married at the beach. And he was in his room and he was crying. And he was really crying hard. And he said, Mom, I'm a a terrible person. I'm a terrible person. I said, Derek, what is wrong with you? He says, Mom, he says, 
He says, I visualized killing my sister. He said it was so gory and it scared me. And I had to do everything I could to hold myself back from not attacking her. He said, Mom, it's so scary. It's so real. It's so scary. And you know, what do you do for people like this? I mean, it's hard. We were at the beach. I couldn't commit him down at the beach. We would have had to stay there. Well, he had medicine. Luckily, he took his medicine. It calmed him down within 30 minutes. It went away. But here I was, a basket case. I was bawling and crying at the wedding and at, at the, you know, eat. we all went out to eat. I was bawling and crying there. So I realized that there really isn't a lot of good help for mental health. Um, now, when he did go get help the very last time and they were absolutely fabulous and they were great and they helped him I mean right to the T it was amazing so you know we were at the beach and we we're going out to eat with everybody and he took his medicine he calmed down within 30 minutes I was a basket case I was crying I was upset I felt bad for him I, I just it bothered me that he had that episode at his sister's wedding so anyway I was crying and everyone was asking me what was wrong and I just couldn't stop crying I felt so bad for my son he was describing the whole thing to me and it broke my heart you know this is my baby boy okay and at the time he was only he was only 20 when this no he was actually he was 18 when this happened so he was still fairly young so he ended up going to a hospital here in North Carolina, and it helped him so great. He said to me, he called me on the phone, and he said, Mom, he says, I can't tell you in detail on the phone. He said, but I don't have it as bad as some people. He said, Mom, you should see the people in here. It's, it's sad. He said, it's so sad, and it's so sad what they have to do to these people. They have to, you know... Do different things to, to, to calm him down. And he said it's scary. So the doctor told him on a Friday that he could come home. That they thought he was doing good on his medicine. And he told the doctor, he said, nope. He says, I don't want to go home. He said, I don't feel like I'm ready to go home. And I'm tired of going home when all that happens is I end up back here changing medicine. He said, I'm tired of it. So he ended up staying until that Monday and that changed him for the better. But like we had discussed, there is no good help for mental health and mental illness is real. It is real for people. So I decided to do a crisis counselor. Um, so I'm taking online classes and I am almost done to where I'm going to be on the schedule to do I can volunteer two hours a week and I can volunteer more than two hours a week it's totally up to me but I have to do two hours a week so volunteering this is my way of giving back to the community and to the people that actually did help my son and and to the people that actually do help people that have mental illness this is totally this is real it's real so a lot of times people will use, an, again, a pain of the past to 
cop out from moving forward in life and you can't do that. My son told me that he would never be able to drive. And I told him, yes, you will. You will be able to drive and you will drive. And guess what? He's driving. He told me that he didn't feel like he could ever work a job because he couldn't be around just the, the people. He couldn't be around people. He couldn't tolerate people. Well, guess what? He's an assistant manager at Subway now. So he went from self-medicating to almost dying to being in a hospital numerous times and then relapsing and, and having these vivid, vivid moments of killing someone. And, and this child wouldn't hurt a flea, okay? He wouldn't hurt a flea. And now he's assistant manager. So, yes. And it news has been told to me that I may or may not be a grandmother. But now, see, this he's upset about because he doesn't want to have a child because he's afraid that his child is going to have the same mental illness that he has. And he doesn't want any child of his or anybody to go through what he goes through. So him being a father is not a happy moment for him. Um, for me to be a grandmother, it's, it's, it's exciting and I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. But at the same time, I'm, I'm also worried about the illness and all that. But the good thing is, is we know that he has it. So if his child does have it, we can seek help. We found out about a couple years ago that his father has the same illness and his the reason why his father treated me so poorly was because of the illness so a lot of times when people are treating others poor so sometimes when people treat us poorly on a, on a regular basis let's set, let's just take this for example his father used to holler scream yell throw things break things punch a hole through the wall never did he lay his hand on me but he was verbally abused and he 10 minutes later it's like he didn't do anything you know it's like why are you mad it's like he totally forgot what he did kind of like Alzheimer's so we found out that his dad had this illness and nobody knew and his dad has it so it runs in the family so had I known he had this illness when I was married to him, we probably could have worked our marriage out if he seeked help. But, you know, you can't change your past. So, this is why I'm giving back to the community. Because when something good happens to you and somebody helps you, it's always good to give back some way. If you help one person, that's all that matters. It's like, on, it's like today's Wednesday. Every Wednesday I go out and I buy someone a cup of coffee. They don't know who did it. I go in, I pay for it, and I leave. And I sit in my car and I see, you know, especially cold mornings, people are always buying coffee. So I sit in my car and, and wait to see the next person that comes out if they have a coffee. You know, or I'll sit in the store and make sure that, the, you know, the cash register or the cashier does what I ask her to you know, I just act like I'm a customer looking for something. So, I always get back to the community community because 
it's good to do that and it makes me feel good and it makes someone else feel good that hey someone did something for me and I don't even know who the heck it was you know so giving back to the community is a really good thing and it makes you feel good as a person knowing that you helped somebody so that is my podcast for today uh today is January 3rd 2018 it's 10 40 p.m eastern standard time so guys um Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back and listen to my next podcast. Have a great night, day, wherever you are. Bless all of you. What's going on, everyone? Kristen here for the Kristen Daily Show. It is Wednesday, April the 11th. 2018. Today is actually my little brother's birthday. So happy birthday to my little brother who lives in New York, who's an, he's a counselor. He's a, just an amazing person. So today's podcast is about who would you rather be, the, re, the rejector or the rejected? I think a lot of people end up being the rejected when we get told no about people wanting to join our business or use our products and service. So why not become the objector? I'm sorry, the rejector. Um, I actually follow a lot of um, top earners and I saw this video and it made perfect sense. I was like, I'm going to do a podcast, right? So we get told no, 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 no. When we ask people if, you know, they would be interested in looking at what we have to offer or, you know, so the good way to become the rejecter is say, do you know anyone that would be interested? Not you, but do you know anybody? And then when they automatically say, no, I'm not, I'm not interested, say, oh God, I'm sorry. I wasn't actually talking about you. I was asking you and you know, I'm sorry. I thought you were a more helpful person because you got a smile on your face and you look, you're normally uplifting. You must be having a bad day. So I'll go have someone, I'll go ask someone else who wants to be helpful and leave it at that. So how's that going to make that person feel, right? You're actually going to become the rejecter instead of the rejected. So that made perfect sense to me. I thought, wow, that's really cool in a way. But for me, that's really direct. And I have a hard time being rude to people, but you know, when people say no before they even look at what you even have, they don't even look at it. I think that's kind of rude too, because how do you know that it might not be an opportunity that will change your life? You know, one five minute video could actually change your life forever. And people tend to say no before they even know what it is. Why is that? Why is it? It's just because people don't like to be sold. They don't like to be sold. So become the rejector instead of the rejected. And you can do this through education. When you when you teach someone something, when you're talking to someone, you can teach them about something that could solve their problem. And when they say no, that's when you become the, re- become the rejector instead of the rejected. So hope that was helpful for you guys. And rock out this Wednesday evening, guys. I'll catch you on my next live Kristen show. Bye for now. Hey, hey, it's Kristen here with the Kristen Daily Show. Today, I'm going to talk about being grateful. And I think this is so important because 
We often run around beating ourselves up for things that we didn't do or things that we didn't accomplish. And, I, you know, I find it so important to really be grateful for even the simplest thing as having running water. Yeah, I know it sounds funny, but we take things for granted in life. We all do, you know. The internet goes out and we're like buck wild. We don't know what to do with ourselves. You know, the power goes out. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We're bored. We can't watch TV. We can't get on our computer. You know, it goes on and on and on. And these are things that we really take for granted. And Sunday, we had some wicked weather that came through here in North Carolina. And we had an F2 tornado that was three foot yards uh, the size of it and it was a huge 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 tornado that ripped through a community and I hate to say it but it was like the worst side of town it was the poverty side of town so you know these people were already down on their luck and uh, didn't have a lot to, to begin with so whatever they had they lost and it's so devastating to watch the news and see these people walking around in their neighborhoods and they don't have anything and shelters being set up and three schools were just torn apart and you know we take things for granted in life we take things for granted you know and it, we have to lift ourselves up and one thing that i do daily is i write 10 things down that i'm grateful for and this is actually in a journal that i use for my business so on each day i write my goals and then i write 10 things that i'm granted for and believe it or not it really helps with how you feel about yourself how you feel about life how you look on life it really helps and everybody should do this because you would feel better about yourself you'd be more grateful and you wouldn't take the little things for granted in life that we have and we have to be so grateful for what we have and not be so disappointed for the things that we don't have you know we oftentimes we're we're disappointed because we don't have the house that we want or the car that we want or the kitchen that we want or the couch that we want. Those are just material stuff. And material stuff really does not matter unless it's sentimental. It's something that was passed down to you and the family, uh, that kind of thing. So I just wanted to hop on here and just do a podcast and just talk about being grateful and what are you grateful for? You know, if you sit down right now, I guarantee you could find more than 50 things that you're grateful for. And it's amazing when you sit down and you start writing this, you get over 50 and you can get over 100. There's so much to be grateful for that we don't look at in our busy everyday life. So... That's the podcast for today. Um, I recommend doing this exercise every day, and it will really help you lift yourself up, not beat yourself up, and feel better about yourself. When you feel better about yourself, you can serve others, and that's what it's about. So, guys, have a great day, and I will see you on my next podcast. Bye, guys. 
Welcome to the Daily Christian Show. Today we're going to talk about transforming yourself. So this is a work in progress, of course. So what you want to do is you want to find at least three people that inspire you. And I'm talking about three leaders in the networking profession. Find three leaders that you really like and focus on them. Watch how they dress. Watch how they carry themselves. Watch how they talk. What are their what are their qualities that they can offer to the profession? What can you learn from these people? And then you want to look, take all of this and you want to transform yourself. Of course, you can't copycat somebody, but you can definitely transform yourself by following three people and focusing on their qualities and how they act, how they talk, how they dress, and how they carry themselves. And with their qualities, you can definitely be the person that you want to be. You want to create the life that you've always dreamed of and create the person that you want to be. We all have special qualities. Let them shine. You don't know who you're going to inspire. And most definitely, you don't know who is actually following you and not even saying a word. So, you know, this is a work in progress. I definitely recommend that you write down you know how this person carries themselves how they dress is it casual is it business um what kind of clothes would you like to wear other than what you're wearing now we all see things in the future and in looking deep into your future and recognizing who you want to be and how you can impact other people is a huge transformation and it can really impact other people because eventually as you transform yourself whoever's following you and whoever you're inspiring is most definitely more than likely going to do the same thing that you did they're going to notice your qualities they're going to notice what you wear they're going to notice how you talk they're going to notice you know what you wear and and how you give value out into the profession and it's all about changing lives and helping people but you can't do that until you help yourself and transform yourself to who you want to be you know if you stop focusing on money stop focusing on business and focus on you what do you want in life what do you see? Do you see the house you want to live in? Do you see what it looks like? Do you see the car you want? Do you see yourself driving? Do you feel your hands on that steering wheel? Do you see your kids happy in the back seat? Do you see yourself driving to the beach or to events in this car? It's all about visual and, and what you want in life and work on it. How many people do you need to help in order to get to where you want. So transforming yourself into that person that you wanna be will definitely help impact other people. So I would definitely start, you know, 
following some leaders, see who you want to mirror and who do you want to be? Figure out who do you want to be? How can you do this? How can you transform yourself? Because when you start transforming yourself, you start feeling better. And when you start feeling better, that's when you're going to start producing. That's when you're going to be motivated. And that is when you're going to work the hardest. So that is my message for today. And I will catch you on my next daily show. So guys, have a wonderful Wednesday. Go out and do an act of kindness and help somebody even if you buy a cup of coffee because you don't know who you're going to lift up and you don't know who you're going to inspire. Hello and welcome to the Kristen Daily Show. Today we're going to talk about failing. You know, the other day I was talking to somebody that's brand new brand new to the profession and the first thing she said to me was I really need your help and I think you're someone that can help me I'm in fear of fail failing and I said to her I said honey if you fail don't look at it as a bad thing because it means that you tried if you don't fail it means you didn't try so a lot of people fear this and that's why they don't ever get started into the profession. So the biggest thing is when you're, when you're trying to run your business or start your business and get it going and you're talking to people and you're waiting for responses, the biggest thing to do is not get addicted to the outcome. And if you keep playing that in your head, don't get addicted to the outcome. Don't get addicted to the outcome. You actually will start feeling better about prospecting, closing, and everything that comes with having a business. The only people that fail are the people that don't even get started. So what I did is I helped her out a little bit and I, I gave her some really good advice on how to get her Facebook profile up and going and looking good and what changes she needed to be what what changes needed to be made because a lot of people don't know what their profile on social media needs to look like and if it's not appealing and uplifting people are not going to want to connect with you and by they're not going to join you so that's super important when you're trying to start a business online so just by giving these little tips to her gave her a little bit more confidence and just knowing that she has someone that she could go to and talk to in case she felt like she was failing so she could get some advice have someone there to support her because that's the biggest thing people don't have other people to support them whether it's family friends I know a lot of people that, including myself, just had a family walk out of my life because of what I do. And that's okay. That's okay. That's part of the process. But guess what? I'm not the one failing. It's they are because they never got started and they always complain about money. So failing is not a bad thing. We're brought up in this life that if you fail, you didn't succeed. 
And that's how we're brought up. And that's wrong. You know, if you try, you didn't fail. And that's the way that people should be brought up. That's the way the human minds should be processing the word fail. So I hope that guys that helps you guys. I hope you have a great day. And I will catch you on my next podcast, guys. Till then, be blessed. Hey, hey, what's going on? It's Kristen with the Kristen Daily Show. Today, I'm going to talk about what your profile should look like on social media. This is any profile you have, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever it is. You want to make sure you have a nice picture of yourself on your, for your profile pic. Now, the header, the header you want to do something that kind of shows something about you. Because people, when people go to your profile, they want to know about you. They don't care about your products. They want to learn about you. So having a profile picture, having a header, and make sure your bio is filled out. When you fill your bio out, more likely you're going to have better um, quality people that are going to friend request you. Because you're going to have a bio and they're going to learn something about you. And if you have something in common, they're more than likely going to connect with you. Not filling out your bio and having a, a profile picture of your dog or your baby or a cartoon character. The people can't relate to that. They can't relate to you. Think about it. When they're talking to you, they're picturing your picture of you in their mind. <clears throat> so having this is very important keeping your products and your services off of your profile people don't care they're not going to like on it and if you are doing it i recommend you stop now and go back and look into your newsfeed on your profile are people liking your products or your services if they are it's more than likely people already in the company uh when you look at a picture of yourself you're going to see that you have more engagement than you do of your pictures of your product and services um a lot of people think you know people are on facebook to buy and they're not Facebook is a social connecting and Facebook recognizes this and Facebook will shut you down for putting your products and services on your profile. So keep that off your profile. Um, you know, you want to have quality people, not quantity. It, you know, you want to build your friends list up to 5,000 people, but if they're not worth any quality and they're not connecting with you, they're useless. So people that don't get back to you within, oh, four weeks or so, delete them. Uh, you know, when you add someone, send them a friend, send them a message. Um, or you could even wait until after they accept it because then it won't go into their other folder. So these are helpful tips to get you started out into the profession and not look like a newbie. So go ahead and check your profiles. Make sure you have everyone everything filled out appropriately so you'll have better quality people reaching out to you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Kristen Daily Show. Today, I want to talk about how you can tell if people need your products without building that resistance. A lot of people, when they read a post online or they hear something or they're talking to somebody, you know, they might have a product that can help that person. But until you know the full details, you really don't know if your product can help this person out. So I'm going to use myself as a prime example. I put a post on Facebook this morning talking about my pain and how I've suffered with pain since 2007. And that today, the last couple of days, um, I've been in, in no pain whatsoever. And I literally had people vomiting their products in my inbox like 
this can help you, this will help you, that will help you. Oh, you need to get this. Oh, you need to buy that. Hold up a minute. First off, not a single soul even knew what was causing me the pain. And I was talking about, you know, I was talking to someone and I said, well, you know, I've had back surgery. I have a three level spinal fusion and the nerves got pinched and they're damaged. Okay, those nerves cannot be repaired. And I was told by someone that their product could repair nerves. Now, if that's true, that's great. But they also don't know the other reasons why I suffer from pain. And I find this very common. As soon as somebody puts a product, I'm sorry, puts a problem out into the industry, it's like everybody and their brother has has a solution okay so how can you tell if somebody can use your product without drawing or, or building that resistance conversation before you even mention that you have something that that can help somebody have a conversation with people learn about that person if you're not sure if your product can really help and do some research before you even mentioned it because if you mention something and you don't know somebody's circumstances you're building resistance and that person will probably never want to speak to you again and you're probably going to lose a good friendship so always learn about the person learn about what's going on in their life find out and ask them before saying, oh, it will help you. Ask people, because when you go ahead and as I call it, you vomit your product down someone's throat or all over them, people put their guard up and they're like, hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Whoa, okay. You know, no one likes to be sold. Nobody likes to feel like they're being sold. So always have that conversation, always build rapport. I don't care if you build rapport for two days, you better know your facts before you offer your product out to someone because word of mouth gets around. And when you draw resistance, believe me, people that are sticking their tight circles are going to talk amongst themselves. And that's why I say, you bring people into your inner circle that you like, you like, know, and trust and keep them there and you grow with them because people look out for people. Okay. So always have a conversation, always build rapport and always know your facts about the person and about your product before you even mention that you even have anything because you don't know every single thing that's going on with somebody. The last thing you want is resistance. Make, let the other person make their own choices if they wanna try your product. When you keep cramming it and keep talking about the benefits, you're only drawing resistance. So that's what I have for you today on the Kristen Daily Show. I hope I gave you guys some value. If you like my podcast, please like and share with your team or on your social media. Because, guys, we never know who we can help out there in the industry. Have a great weekend, guys. Talk to you later. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Kristen McDaniel, and I am starting podcasting 
here in 2018. I'm going to be bringing you some awesome value from the trainings that I am currently in. I'm going to bring you all these tips and different things and different ways to help you build your business. I'm also going to be bringing you a lot of personal development, ways to um, do better daily habits, um, how to build your business with maybe a spouse that's not supportive i'm also going to be sharing a lot of my story with you guys on podcasting i think it's going to be a little bit easier than doing a live video so if you guys have any ideas or you want to know anything about me um just ask because i can make a podcast and you know that can help someone else as well so my biggest goal for 2018 for my podcast is to give you guys as much value as i can and to give you enough information to where you can learn enough about me to where you can start to feel more comfortable with me maybe trust me a little bit more whatever you know may be but anyway i hope you enjoy all my podcasts and i will be starting january 1st 2018 happy new year everybody hey hey everybody this is kristen mcdaniel and i am starting podcasting here in 2018 i'm going to be bringing you some awesome value from the trainings that i am currently in i'm going to bring you all these tips and different things and different ways to help you build your business i'm also going to be bringing you a lot of personal development ways to um, do better daily habits um, how to build your business with maybe a spouse that's not supportive i'm also going to be sharing a lot of my story with you guys on podcasting i think it's going to be a little bit easier than doing a live video so if you guys have any ideas or you want to know anything about me um just ask because i can make a podcast and you know that can help someone else as well so my biggest goal for 2018 for my podcast is to give you guys as much value as i can and to give you enough information to where you can learn enough about me to where you can start to feel more comfortable with me maybe trust me a little bit more whatever you know may be but anyway, I hope you enjoy all my podcasts and I will be starting January 1st, 2018. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey, hey, welcome to the Kristen Daily Show. Today, I want to talk about when people say that they want to think about buying your product or service. How many times have you reached out to someone and they said, oh, you know, let me think about it, or I need to talk to my husband, or I need to talk to my wife, whatever it may be. And you follow up and they're like, oh, I haven't talked to them yet. I haven't had time. And it's like, you know, you think to yourself, why haven't you had time? You, do you not live with them? Or the, with the person you need to talk to, you know, or you didn't connect with them if this was something that you really wanted to do. So you need to hold your posture. And what I mean by holding your posture is you need to be the bigger person. So, for instance, if somebody says, um, oh, I got to think about it or I haven't had time to talk to them. So, you know, your next message back to them or however you're reaching back to them, phone call, whatever be you know if you're serious about what you really want to do if you really want to get your health together if we're talking about health and wellness or weight loss you know if you, if you really want to lose your weight and you're serious about this go ahead 
make a time to talk to your husband within the next 24 hours, and I'm going to follow back up with you. However, if you're really not serious about losing the weight and you don't want the product, please tell me now so I don't keep following up and I don't want you to feel like I'm bugging you. So you're giving them the ultimatum. Either they, they're really serious, they're going to go talk to that person, or if they're just leading you on because they don't want to give you that no, because they don't want you to feel bad, or they don't want you to hate them or dislike them for them telling you no. Basically, you're letting them know that, hey, if you tell me no, it's okay. Just tell me now, because honestly, if they're just dragging you on, they're wasting your time. And time's valuable. I mean, the time that they're wasting with you, you could be spending it with someone else who really wants to change their health, their weight, their skincare, whatever it may be. So hold your posture. Be the bigger person. And don't worry about if you're going to lose this person as a friend. If you're on social media and you're doing social media marketing, online marketing, don't worry about if you're going to lose them for a friend. Because if you lose them for a friend, they weren't a friend to start with. Okay? People are going to come and go in your life, and you're going to find this as you're marketing and as you're sharing products with people. Now, if they come back and say, hey, you know what? Yes, I want this. Well, then that's great. That's when you go to plan B, okay? However, you do your, your steps. Um, you know, I don't know about your business, but in my business, I can actually set up a cart, send them a link, and all they have to do is pay so I can save them time. But... Be the bigger person. Hold your posture. Don't let your posture scare you. Okay? You have to be the bigger person. Because you're going to be dealing with a lot of different personalities. And I don't know if you know the personality colors. But if you don't, look them up. Because these are these. this will really help you and guide you when you're talking to people. You'll, you'll be able to pinpoint which color personality whoever you're talking to is, and you'll know how to handle them with your posture. Now, you never want to go back and, you know, keep bugging them or begging them if they've told you no. No means no. Leave them alone. Wait maybe six months later and reconnect with them on the product. But in in a couple weeks or in a month, I just reconnect friend base, Okay. Maybe they just don't want to buy from you at the moment because they don't feel like you're, they trust you or they know you. Build that relationship along the way. And then when you feel like you have enough relationship built with that person, then go back and say, hey, you know what? I, I spoke to you about XYZ and we're having a promotion on this and it's pretty simul similar and I th think it would be great for your weight loss. Would you be interested in looking? You know, or I want to share something with you. Don't sell. Share. Two big differences there. Think about how you would want to be approached by somebody. So, you know, just go on in and ask them right from the get-go. Hey, if you're serious about what you want to do, let me know. I'll follow up in 24 hours. Don't let them give you the follow-up time. Because they're going to tell you, oh, I'll follow up with me in a month and a half. And guess what? They forgot what it was all about. And they're not interested. So you want to follow up while they're still interested. And you want to make kind of like give them 
a little bit of time to talk to whoever they need to talk to. But if somebody's serious about what they want to do, they're going to talk to someone. They're not going to just keep telling you, oh, I haven't had time or they haven't been here. Everyone has a cell phone, you know. So that's a good way to handle people that aren't buying or sitting on the fence, <laughs> so to say. Um, that's a good way to, to handle and talk to them. So hope that was helpful, you guys. Be strong. Hold your posture. You got this. You can do this. And never give up on yourself. So with that being said, remember, keep it in your head. Never give up on yourself. You will find people that will want your product and will buy it. And just because maybe three people tell you no, doesn't mean the next person's going to tell you no. Always remember that. Have an awesome day, guys. Thank you for listening.